0: Hey Joel. If there's music playing in the background, that's me. I've taken up piano recently. From the outset, I wanted to talk about why a piano is special. One of the reasons is that you can play any note on a piano. They're very clearly laid out. And on top of that, you can play more than one note on a piano, you can play chords. So the relationship of one note to another with a piano is a lot clearer than I think it is with some other mediums. Now when you play more than one note, there's an interesting thing that happens. Some notes sound good together, some notes don't. Any note is just a sound wave. It's a consistent pitch being held. And if you play two notes, those two sound waves have a relationship with each other, a mathematical relationship say 440 hertz and 200 hertz. And when the ratio of one sound wave to another is the low rational number, especially three to two, we pick that up and we enjoy that. That's something that human ears really enjoy. And that three to two relationship where one pitch is 1.5 times as high as the other one is called a fifth. You've probably heard of a fifth, the circle of fifths, maybe if you've heard anything about music theory. We'll get into that later if we get into that at all. The point being fifths are very important and they're mathematical. They were incorporated into music in about the 10th century. And since then, it's completely taken over music. It's everywhere. What, what does that mean exactly? Well, think about it this way. There are seven notes in a scale. Let me, let me demonstrate real quick. I've got a piano here. Alright, so hopefully, my voice sounds a little bit different now, but we've got the same idea. I'll play a scale. A scale is a consecutive series of notes that sound pretty harmonious together. There's more music theory involved with that. We won't really go there. So, why am I playing a scale? I'm playing it to demonstrate to you how important fifths are. I will play the first note of the scale, we'll call that the tonic that's the fifth note of the scale. We'll call that the dominant. And on a piano, there is an interesting relationship that these two things have, and you can hear it. As I let this note fade out, I'm going to play the first note of the scale, the tonic, and you'll be able to hear the dominant again. I won't play it again, but you'll hear just the faintest aftertones because the musical information in that note is contained in the first note. See if you can hear it. Do you hear that? And you might think that's just because, you know, the sound waves themselves would vibrate the notes. So let me do it with a different note. Let's say I'll do the sixth note of the scale, except I'll do it an octave down. You don't hear it. Let's try the second note of the scale. Again, you don't hear it. Let's start on... different scale. I'll play an E, which is the dominant to an A. So this is the fifth note of a scale that begins on an A. If we let it fade and play an A, sometimes it's clearer if you go an octave down. That's music. That's what a piano is good for. Those are just the beginning inklings of how chords are helpful, and I'd like to flesh that out over the course of this series. Now you might be wondering, how exactly does this relate to the Writing Center? I think you articulated very well in your essay that the purpose of the writing center isn't to perfect a piece. It's to change a person's approach to writing. And I think that music, when done well, can change the way we approach life. Music is one of the languages in which we speak without really knowing about it. And I think that piano is one of the clearest ways to get across some of those ideas. Martin Luther put it best when he said, Next to the word of God, the noble art of music is the greatest treasure in the world. It's that treasure that I'd like to explore with you.